Hi, this is Antonio Luich for Padded Cell Podcast, a conversation around mental health. Hello and welcome to another episode of Padded Cell. I am Anthony Oluoch. Today we are going to be talking about sex. Sex, not the little boxes that you tick on forms referring to the biological aspects of you as defined by your anatomy, although anatomy might come up at some point. See what I did there? We will be talking about sexual activity, specifically sexual intercourse, or the lack of it. Even though in many communities sex is often considered a taboo subject, it is one of the things that people think about a lot. According to a sadly very binary study by the Ohio State University, the median number of young men think about sex almost 19 times, while women think about sex 10 times a day. As I said, this study is very binary and doesn't take into consideration a whole lot of factors. Be that as it may, we think about sex a lot. People have a lot of sex. Studies have shown a sexual initiation age of children as young as 10 years old. With that in mind, it would be very remiss of us not to have conversations about sex. We need to talk about what sex is, how it affects our daily existence, and how our mental health affects our sexual lives and vice versa. To take us through one of what is definitely going to be quite a number of conversations on sex and mental health is Tiffany Kagoremugo. She is the intoxicatingly scary gatekeeper of Hola Africa, a Pan-Africa queer womanist digital community dealing with sex and sexuality. She is a TED speaker, podcast host, and badass board member of Frida Fund, as well as an author of the book Quirky Quick Guide to Having Great Sex. She is a media consultant and freelance journalist who tackles sex, politics, and other less interesting topics. Once upon a time, she was an Open Society Youth Fellow and now has dreams of studying some new things. She is currently working on a book whose title is We Are Fucking Here, and I cannot wait to dig into it once it's out. During weekends, she is a wine bar philosopher and a polymath for no pay. Thanks, Tiff, for joining us on Padded Cell. Welcome to your very first interview on Padded Cell. Oh, I love it. It implies that I shall be here a lot. I like it. You are definitely going to be here a lot, uh, especially now that I know that you're studying psychology. So you're going to be my go-to psychologist. (laughs) Yay. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. So I watch a lot of Netflix. I think that's a really important thing to know about me. Uh, I watch a lot of Netflix. I, I get into arguments a lot. I've been realizing this lately. I think, I don't know whether it's like being in lockdown or whatever, but I get into arguments a lot, hey? I'm always like, nah, Arguments about what? Like recently it was about, my aunt sent this thing in the group WhatsApp. Also family WhatsApp's been a trigger, a homie, right? Um, So my aunt sent this thing in the group WhatsApp saying, um, it was these two uh, immunologists or whatever they're called. And they're like, no guys, we must end quarantine. Please know these two are in America. We must end quarantine. We must end lockdown because we need to get immunity to like Corona. And people are like, what? So she sent it and she's like, yeah, I, for one, I'm no longer believing these whole things about social distancing. Oh, guys. She was like, we've had Corona for like the last five years, but Africans were immune. I was like, Jesus of Nazareth. So oh those are the sorts word. of I know, right? <laughs> okay. But yeah, other okay. than the watching of Netflix and the chilling about, uh, I am a girlfriend and a daughter. I am no one's wife. Or mother, 
yeah, I don't know. Those are the mm-hmm. things that women are always asked about. <laughs> are you someone's mother? Are you someone's wife? Yes, which I am not. Okay, great. So you are a podcaster as well. I am. Among I am. other things. <laughs> and your podcasts are very much focused on sex. Why is that? So basically, it's just like my whole, you know, everybody has their brand. So I think for me, like mm-hmm. sex legitimately is my brand. So um, because of the work I do within Hala Africa, a lot of the work I tend to do then spins off from that. So one of the spinoffs mm-hmm. was The Wildness, which grew from like what used to be called just plain old The Hala Africa podcast. And then The Wildness came about and it was really, really awesome. We got to like 50 episodes, which is so amazing. And now I've got a new podcast, which is called Basically Life Podcast. And yeah, so I just think it's a really interesting topic. And especially within the queer community, it's not something that's looked at Mm. properly. So, you know, it's always that whole thing of like, oh my gosh, how do lesbians have sex? Or, oh my gosh, these weird things about the gays. And even within our own community, there's not that whole thing of having proper grown conversations about like our sex lives and considering we didn't get the sex ed that that the heterosexuals get like we need to create our own content but now all we're doing is going on twitter and being like i got these two fingers i'm gonna steal your girlfriend bitch what are you saying (laughs) (laughs) it's funny that you say that about how how lesbians have sex we had the queer question podcast uh, that we had with ima reed a few years ago, and one of the first questions that was asked was, how do lesbians have sex? I didn't have an answer to that, but Ima did, obviously. So the wildness does answer these questions that people normally ask. Yes, yeah, yeah. So what we'll do is, um, what we did was we'll take topics and we'll just like look at articles about it, like our own, like, um, our own experiences. Because like a lot of podcasts do like are based on like experiences but like now the more I read the more I realized the podcast that I love people have done the research so that was like my whole thing mm-hmm. with the wildness so like Amanda would come and she's just like you know things on the top of her head I'll be like I've read about this for like a week now let's do these things mm-hmm. so um because I wanted there to be like a proper archive about queer sex sexuality all those things where somebody could go and actually learn stuff whilst also feel like you're sitting with your mm. best friend. Because, you know, podcasts, it's all about feeling like you're jamming with your homies. But now your homies must Absolutely. also know something. Wow. Wow, friend. Like, your homies must know things. <laughs> no, just just talk about sex, right? Now, it, it is your topic. And it is a topic that is usually often considered as taboo in most of our communities. Why do you think that this is? And do we need to actually break that particular tabooism of sex? So... Generally, like sex just generally is taboo because, you know, it's policed, it's considered, weirdly enough, it's both considered that thing that's private, but also can be mm. publicly regulated, right? So people can slut shame you while telling you to keep things in the bedroom. But bruh, like I kept things in the bedroom, now you came into my DMs. So like, you know, within the like heterosexual spaces and just the world in general, it does need to be unpacked because not not understanding sex in its entirety is what leads to a lot of like everything from at the best case scenario sexual malfunctions where like people are just feeling some type of way about the sex they had last night to worst case scenario sexual violence right and i think that's a lot of the work that sex positive people do 
um, is yes. like almost just bringing to the fore like sex as this healthy thing to be engaged with properly. Because now when the silence is, you know, like just to give like a really awful example, but now if a kid's being touched, they don't know. They just know that at the quote unquote bad touch. But now what have you told them there, right? But then you're just at the, in the yeah. same thing, shaming kids into silence, shaming people into silence. So there is that need to like, actually unpack sex and have conversations. Now, within the queer community, I think it's even more pronounced because like you'll find people like grown ass people who have who understand notions of violence because like the queer body is just a site of violence to quote like, you know, the revolutionaries, a constant site of violence. So you'd think that, you know, when we have this like homegrown violence within our spaces, we're like, eh, but how? This dude doesn't understand consent. What's this? Like, this honey's not understanding what I want in bed. What's this? Like, you'd think that we'd understand that, but we don't. We're just, it's almost like That's sometimes true. I get the feeling like we're just happy to have sex, no matter how trash it is. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we don't want trash sex. So you mentioned something uh, earlier. You said sex positive people. Uh, and it's a phrase that has been used a lot lately. What is sex positivity? So sex positivity is not having a lot of sex. It's not, it's, that's, I think a lot of people think that it's having a lot of sex. That's not necessarily what it is. It's having the exact type of sex that is healthy and that you want, right? So sex positivity mm-hmm. can be everything from having 10,000 partners, as long as you're doing it mm-hmm. in, from a healthy like, you know, place that you want to have those partners and you want to have that sort of sex to having no partners, you can be a cell, like a sex positive person who's asexual. It's all about like having the sex that you want. That's the most important thing. And I think there's a lot of ways in which we get sex positivity twisted by being like, if you're not a kinkster, because a lot of the faces of sex positivity are kinksters, polyamorous, uh, mm. you know, sometimes dabble in women. Because usually nine times out of 10, sex positive people are like, heterosexual women who sometimes dabble with other women and they're also kinksters and they also wear booty shorts out and they do this and they do that. But like, there's a lot of ways in which um, sex positivity is a lot more. So if you look at like, say, Dr. T. So Dr. T is like not in the club, not doing the booty shorts thing, not in this, not that. Like, I think, not, not I think, I do know that she's monogamous and married and she's a doctor. So it's a case of, mm-hmm. but her whole thing is looking at how sexual health can be sex positive. So I think people do get sex positivity kind of twisted, but literally all it is, is having the sex that you want to have in the way that you want to have. So engaging in the agency of self and and, and sex at the same time. You fancy. Yes, I like that. That's for sure. <laughs> so can I ask a personal question? How do you practice your personal sex positivity? I asked the personal question before I even got the answer to, can I ask the personal question? <laughs> it's okay. That's how the world works. So I think for me, um, my sex positivity, it changes from time to time, depending on where I'm at. So previously, um, when I was going through a really bad time in like f- about my body and like feeling really icky and gunky in my body, my, my sex positivity was very much linked to body positivity and being like, mm-hmm. okay, so you have withdrawn from sex and you've withdrawn from engaging because of, you know, this is how you're feeling. So I think for me, it's just constantly checking in with myself and not feeling pressure because my partner has a higher sex drive than me. And that can drive you bonkers. Like you can just be sitting there on the edge of, 
it you sit there on the edge of your own life you're like wow that can be like a lot a lot to deal with so it's about for me just being okay with not having like the wildest sex life right because also in the work i do like even in my professional life i'm constantly surrounded by people who are like yeah so i have four partners and i do this and like i every time i have sex i record it and like you know i've started an only fans page and it's like i literally just want to sit here i i just want to sit it's fine i'm I'm calm. I must just be calm. So I think that's like a huge part of how sex positivity works within my realm. Just being okay with my sex, be it a lot, be it a little, it's fine. And we're going to get back to the sex positivity and something that you mentioned, body positivity, a little later. But I wanted to talk a little bit about mental health and whether there is a link between sex and mental health. So a link. Ooh, you see, now you got me in a corner. So I think... I think there is. I think in in a in a bunch of different ways. So, um, from my friends who struggle with mental health, they sometimes tell me about how mental health can affect your ability to have sex or your want and need for sex and things like that. And then there's just you know your quintessential things like you know having experienced the trauma and how that can affect you know, your sex and your mental health, like how your mental health from experiencing that trauma can affect your sex. But then I think there's also just that more nuanced everyday, day-to-day vibe of, because there's a lot of pressure. Because sadly, weirdly enough, for something that's so private, there's a lot of pressure to have sex, which is very strange. So there's, there's a lot of pressure to have sex. So there's also the anxiety that you can get from not being somebody who's having a lot right be it in a relationship be it um by being single or whatever so that that can actually bring about quite a bit of anxiety and it's often laughed off and played off and etc etc but it can bring about quite a bit of anxiety and then it can also like heighten feelings of like loneliness it can heighten feelings of just feeling like you're isolated and stuff because people are like oh but you're not having sex so what are you doing with your life? And I think there is a huge like link between like mental health and sex. So even if you're not struggling from like, you know, articulated like deep mental health things, there can be ways where even something as small as having a bad day can affect your mm-hmm. sex drive. Um, you know, going through a stressful time at work, going through a stressful time in your relationship. Um, you know, just like there's so many things that can affect your sex life. And even like, you know, when you have like a positive mindset and you're in a good space that can up your sex life because you're like calmer you're more in a space to like be open be open to experiences be it a one night stand or sleeping with the person you've been sleeping with for the last like 10 years there's just that space mm. and just that openness so i think i think there is like a very a very deep link between the two and that needs to be further explored and I'm just going to throw an, an unfair question to you. You talked about the fact that you were struggling with the body issue and your sex positivity became part of body positivity. Now, talking about people with uh, body dysmorphia, how would you advise them on engaging in the sex that they engage in? I think you have to have really, really, really serious conversations with your partner um, mm. and be like and have 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 like open and honest conversations with your partner because there's a lot of ways in which sex can trigger body dysmorphia like 
on levels upon levels upon levels upon levels. So um, mm-hmm. recently um, in this book that we're putting together, somebody wrote about uh, having sex as a, you know, a trans male and how um, mm. like a pre-transition trans male and how there's different things in bed that, that, that are really triggering for them, like really, really triggering for them and how it's a case of having to have those conversations with your partner, but then also having the partner who will respect your boundaries and not just be like, mm. no, but even me, this is what I like in bed. So I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what we must do. Like having somebody who respects your boundaries and also just opening up the, opening up like sort of like your repertoire of sexual things. Because I think also one of the problems is sex is so narrowly defined that we don't Mm -hmm. think about all the host of things that we can have, like we can do in bed that can help like navigate body dysmorphia, that can help navigate traumas that can help navigate all sorts of things so we think of like often folks think of sex in a very defined way so now they're like ah but if we're not doing this then what are we doing like if we're not doing this then why are we here type thing so i think it's really important to have serious and open conversations and then be open to hearing what the other person is saying because you have you have to be present during sex and you don't want somebody checking out because what's happening is high key trash yeah that's true you know what i just realized we haven't actually defined what body dysmorphia is Ooh, I feel like you must slide that in with a very serious thing. Should I Google? Should I Google? I always get really, really scared to define body dysmorphia, even though we did last year. But I'm just like, oh, I don't want to get it wrong. Oh, loud. Google it. Google it. I'm Googling. I'm Googling right now. Body dysmorphia. Head dysmorphia. So now you see, the thing is, I just keep getting body dysmorphia disorder. Okay, what causes body dysmorphia? What? How do you know if you have body dysmorphia? Oh, you see, these are the things. Like everything, and also there's that feeling of not wanting to pathologize things. You just like put me in a corner. Yeah, you put I me just in a put whole you corner. In a, corner. A, whole corner. a whole corner. You're the sex guru here. Okay, okay, here, I got this. Body dysmorphia disorder, BDD, or body dysmorphia is a mental health condition where a person spends a lot of time worrying about the flaws in their appearance. These flaws are often unnoticeable to others, but you see, not always the case, right? Not always the case. So people of any age can have BDD, but it's most common in teenagers and young adults. This is what the NHS has told us, the NHS. Okay. And then, then there's right. Mayo Clinic. <laughs> then there's other things. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, great. So, so what I'll do then is I'll post, I'll post links to definitions of some of the terms that we've talked about today. Most of us are in in some form of isolation or other due to the coronavirus. And you were talking earlier about people saying that we should get out of it and get herd immunity. Some of us are alone, like myself. I'm all by myself. I've been by myself the last 33 days. Uh, And some of us are with some significant or insignificant others. Do you have any advice for us in isolation with regards to sex? So there's a lot that folks can do. Like, I think the the biggest thing is to have like sex dates. I know a lot of people who are having sex dates, right? So it's all Mm. about using the cam on your laptop or your phone. So, you know, just like think of it like a selfie, but you're just like masturbating at someone, right? So like dirty talk and masturbating and just giving each other a show. And like, because, you know, we used to have only sexting, right? Where you have to literally Mm -hmm. type, 
what are you wearing? I am wearing nothing. Now you can show people that you're wearing, meaning that you can't be fake music, folks, being like, I'm wearing lingerie. <laughs> and you ain't wearing shit but jammies. We know you, though. So I think that that's one of the things of, like, just really engaging, using the digital space to, like, go on dates. And that date can lead from dinner to sex, right? Like, you can sit there with your bottles of wine if you haven't run out by now. So you can sit there with your liquor, have conversation, and then that can lead to sex. For those folks who are single, this is a really good time to join dating apps, right? This is a brilliant time to join dating apps and like just discover the whole spectrum because there's no pressure. You know, there's no pressure to now hit up a date on like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because now people are swiping today and then being like, in four days being like, oh, so are we meeting for drinks? But now there's no pressure. We don't know when we're going to be free. So this is the time to swipe, try sexy talk with some folks, try doing some things like Google feminist porn. You know, just this is also the time to watch feminist porn. Masturbation is a big thing right now. It's all the rage. All the youngsters and cool kids are doing it. So I think it's just one of those things of really sitting in your sexuality at this point. Um, I know some people who are doing like sexual checklists where they're like, like doing like M and E, but for their sex lives, because now you can pause. The pressure is gone. Like you, in some countries, it is actually borderline illegal to go on a sex date, right? It's borderline Mm. illegal. Like in SA. In South Africa as well. Help me. Fuck around and get like picked up by like Cyril and his friends. Hey, mess around, Mm -hmm. get picked up on your way to get ass. Yeah. So this would be a good time to also just sit and contemplate about your sex life because you, you literally have to just sit there. So if you want to do ebony about your sex life, I've been like giving people advice to do ebony about their relationship because, you know, you, you don't have anything to distract you at this time. Sure, that's not going to end well for everyone, but like for some people it will end well. Well, you'll understand and you have the conversations. So yeah, masturbate. Oh, cool. On your screen. Masturbate. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of uh, masturbation, it's been 30, 33 days on my own in the house. I have finished Pornhub. So that's just, that's you have, you have just a, a little factoid out there. <laughs> you have finished everything they have to offer. You're now waiting for new I'm, finished. I'm, I'm, I'm either waiting for new content or I might start creating my own content. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like the next thing you see, Anthony, like with their own page. <laughs> yeah, my own and page. It, quarantine chic. <laughs> Editors recommend. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, oh so uh, we, we've talked a lot about sex and mental health. Do you have any personal tips to make sex alone or with another person? I know we've just talked about uh, masturbating for the screen. Do you have any other tips to make sex a better experience for people? I have conversations. I know it's sticky and it's awkward, but like what better time than when you're far from each other to actually talk about things in your sex life. So like, you know, even if you're having them with yourself, be like, you know what I've always wanted to look at, you know, cake porn and just see, maybe you'll find that you're a splosher, you know? So I think now is a good time to just sit, have conversations either with yourself or um, with your partners about like, you know, your sex just take a look at it because a lot of people don't talk about sex because we just we just presume that we are just going to do it right 
and that it's just going to work out. And then people having mediocre sex lives or justify sex lives. So just, you know, just take that moment, have that conversation. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. Also, don't put so much pressure on yourself because there's the other, there's the other side of, um, you know, this quarantine time where everyone's like, you should be masturbating. You should be masturbating. And I'm like, it sounds hard. I just want to sit and sometimes be anxious Sometimes not be anxious. It's fine. So just don't put pressure on yourself. Don't put pressure to have like a wild amount of sex, Um, especially if you're following sex positive people. Don't feel pressure to have like the most insane sex life. You don't need to become a kinkster tomorrow. It is fine. You don't need to become a kinkster. You don't need to suddenly have like your Instagram full of rope. It's fine. Be chill. It's okay. And as you said earlier, you should have the sex that you want. And if you do not want to have sex at that time, then it's fine. It is okay to just chill. Yes, it is very okay. It is so okay. Sit and watch Netflix. It's fine. Yeah, watch Tiger King. Hey, Tiger King's a mess. I was shook. I was shook. Did you watch it all? I did watch it all, and I believe that she killed him. But that's, you know, that's that's guys, my belief. Guys, so, so we're not going to talk about the fact that Joe Exotic is batshit. Like, <laughs> like we're not going to uh, talk about listen, the fact that the other homie has a harem. Guys, please. Yep, yep. So sex positive, this whole tiger and exotic cat breeding community, isn't it? It's so sex positive. We are never ready. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Now tell us where can we find you on the internet? On Instagram, I'm at Kagsmugo, where I put TikTok videos. Guys, I joined TikTok because apparently I'm a youth. And then on Twitter, I'm at Tiff Mugo. And then on Facebook, ah, guys, Facebook's hard. But yeah, but then also follow at Hola Africa on Twitter and on Instagram at Insta under slash Hola. And then we have Freaky Fridays and it's fun. It's cool times. Oh, fantastic. So thanks so much for having this chat with me. This is a completely different type of uh, episode. We've, we've talked about mental health so much, but we never really talk about sex. And I thought this is the best time and you're the best person, a fellow oh, Kenyan, to talk yay. about sex. Yay, fellow Kenyan. Yes. Yeah. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. And I will talk to you again soon. Always, always. Bye.